0: NPR.
1: If you happen to be watching Fox News around the time of the 2020 presidential election, Dominion- you probably would have heard something like this.
2: Voting irregularities.
3: Are Dominion systems prone to human error?
2: That is where the fraud took place, where they were flipping votes in the computer system or adding votes that did those not Those are
1: Fox exist. News hosts and guests falsely claiming that a company which makes voting machines somehow rigged their machines to favor then-candidate Joe Biden. And though it was not true, those statements about this Canadian-founded business reached millions of
2: viewers. That company, Dominion Voting Systems, later sued Fox News for defamation. And in a trial starting in a couple of weeks, the company will argue that those statements so severely damaged its reputation that Fox News owes them $1.6 billion. If Dominion wins, it would be the biggest defamation verdict in U.S. history.
1: And this got us wondering, how the heck did they come up with that number? This is The indicator for Planet Money. I'm Adrian Ma.
2: And I'm Waylon Wong. For businesses and people, reputations are economically important. Our reputations affect how people treat us and the kinds of opportunities we get. And yet reputations are these intangible, fuzzy things. How can you possibly put a price on a reputation?
1: Today on the show, we'll talk with a defamation lawyer who says with enough expert witnesses and a little artful persuasion, you can put a price on something we think of as priceless.
2: In his career practicing defamation law, attorney Ed Hopkins has represented individuals and businesses, defendants and plaintiffs.
3: If you're the plaintiff, your goal is to not only prove that someone harmed you, but also to prove that you suffered every type of damage that you can possibly imagine and you are entitled to every single dollar that you can prove. We're going to focus first
1: on the damages that businesses can suffer because that was what the Dominion case was about. Ed says when it comes to putting a price on a business's reputation, the focus is foremost on economic damages. And those can be shown a few different ways. So for instance, a plaintiff might hire a forensic economist to prove that they've lost revenue.
3: Businesses are going to show evidence that they had a certain amount of profits uh, for a certain amount of time prior to the defamation. And they will likely want to prove to a jury that nothing changed since the defamation, except the defamation. But our profits are much, much lower. What do you think is the reason?
2: In Dominion's case, it argues Fox News' coverage caused Dominion to lose customers that would have brought the company $88 million in profits. Dominion also says that it lost out on potential customers worth $600 million. And they say they've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to combat misinformation about the company.
1: So we got lost profits and the costs of mounting a a PR counteroffensive. Pretty straightforward, right? But there is another kind of economic harm that businesses can face, which is a little fuzzier. and, And that is harm to a company's goodwill.
2: Right. In the world of corporate accounting, goodwill is a quantifiable thing. For instance, when one company acquires another company for more than it appears to be worth on paper... That is goodwill. It's essentially a company's brand value. It's a value that goes beyond tangible things like a company's cash flow or where its stock price is at or the value of its factories.
1: And so when you add up the loss of goodwill and the loss of profits and and all the costs it takes to repair a company's image, that is how businesses and defamation cases put a number on reputational harm. And in Dominion Voting's case, that
3: number is $1.6 billion in damages. So that is what businesses tend to focus on. What is it going to cost us to get us back to where we would have been before your defamation? So far, this discussion about pricing reputation is focused
1: on businesses. But, you know, people can be defamed, too. And when it comes to pricing a person's reputation, there's actually some similarity to the businesses.
2: Ed says people can also claim economic damages, things like lost income or lost job opportunities. But then unlike businesses, individuals usually claim non-economic damages, too. And here, putting a price tag on lost reputation goes from fuzzy to even fuzzier because non-economic damages include things like emotional distress, which, you know, is not the kind of thing that most accountants or business analysts are used to putting into a spreadsheet.
1: Yeah, it's not like accountants can just go like, boop, 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 you're sad.
2: Like an old-fashioned adding machine.
1: <laughs> right. And and that is why, you know, when it comes to non-economic damages, Ed says it's really up to the attorney to make the case. That's
3: where you really need a good trial lawyer. You need somebody that the jury is going to trust. They can't come across as shady. And I don't I don't intend to to lead you to believe that I think any attorney... It's shady. (laughs)
2: That's a funny, very important disclaimer. Ed says if you're a lawyer talking to a jury, you have to seem especially trustworthy because you're trying to convince them to put a price on something that normally has no price.
3: So one of the things you might ask is, uh, you know, how much do you value your peace of mind? When someone defames you badly and millions of people think differently of you and your friends start shunning you and people cross the street when they see you walk down the street, your peace of mind is going to be disturbed. Let's say that you would have paid a hundred bucks to get that peace of mind back. And reasonable people would say, you know what? I'd spend a hundred bucks a day.
1: And let's say it's been a thousand days since somebody's false and defamatory statement ruined your life. Well, that's a hundred bucks a day times a thousand, which is a hundred thousand. Boom,
3: reputation priced. So those are ways to kind of compare, but you need to make sure that when you help a jury compare and frame it, that we're doing something that is uh, kind of close in value uh, to what the company or the individual lost. Otherwise, it comes across as kind of weird. It
1: kind of comes across weird regardless, in the sense that there seems to be a good amount of art to this uh, and not
3: just science. That's correct. And there are a lot of trial lawyers who would tell you that the difference between a good trial lawyer and a great one is the great one can help a jury figure out how to put a price tag on things that might be priceless or might be difficult to value in dollars.
2: Now, it's worth acknowledging that sometimes dollars, even hundreds of millions of them, cannot put Humpty Dumpty back together again. If we go back to the Dominion lawsuit against Fox News, the falsehoods that they broadcast to millions of people are out there. They're already out there.
1: Yeah, I believe the legal Latin terminology for this is uh, toothpastia ex tubo.
2: <laughs> wow, Adrian, I didn't realize you studied Latin.
1: I didn't go to law school for nothing. Anyway, if Fox News loses a trial, it could cost the company a lot more than the $1.6 billion that Dominion's asking for. And this is because the jury has the option of awarding what's called punitive damages. Now, you might have heard this term because a recent example is the defamation trial of Alex Jones, the uh, InfoWars guy. A jury recently found him liable for defaming the families of the victims of the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting.
2: That's right. He had accused them of being crisis actors and got sued. So the initial award to the families was about a billion dollars in damages. But then the judge hit Alex Jones with an additional $473 million in punitive damages. Ed says that could also happen in the Fox News case because more and more evidence keeps coming out that the company knew it was broadcasting false statements about Dominion, but they did it anyway. So Dominion might be seeking $1.6 billion, but the jury...
3: The jury can say, you know what? We want to double it. We want to triple it. Punitive damages, uh, which are also known as exemplary damages. As in, we'll, we want to make an example of you? Let, let's, let's, yeah, let's go with that. Uh, we, we want to make sure that we uh, make a very clear statement to the rest of society that what you just did is completely unacceptable. And we want to punish you as well as deter uh, anyone else from doing it. And the best way we can do it is to give them a strong economic incentive.
1: This episode is produced by Noah Glick with engineering from Robert Rodriguez. Sierra Juarez Check the facts. VLA is our senior producer. Cake and Cannon edits the show and the indicators of production of NPR. Oh, by the way, the stock market's closed tomorrow, so no Friday show from us, but we'll be back in your feeds on Monday.
0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Humana. Employees are the heartbeat of your business. That's why Humana offers group dental, vision, life, and disability plans designed to protect them. Exceptional service, broad networks, and modern benefits. That's the power of human care. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com slash NPR. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as Black experiences, you'll hear. It means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcast.